So welcome to this episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. Uh, today, we are here on Navarro Farm. Uh, joining me is Damian Navarro, uh, where hopefully today we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, how do we find significance in service. Uh, so Damian, thanks for hosting us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Navarro Farm story. Sure, sure. Well, Tim, thank you for coming over here and interviewing <laughs> us and finding out, wanting to find out about Navarro Farm. Well, uh, where do I start? Well, I guess I start with, uh, this farm was actually never considered to be a farm for individuals with special needs, which it is today. Uh, we we were and looking- So individuals with special needs. A lot of times uh, when people hear special needs, like they think of kids and that stuff. So you're, this isn't kids only, right? This no. is, you say individuals, it's- <clears throat> No, it's individuals at all ages. So when we started this, we realized, once we started getting exposed to the need that was really out there, uh, we realized it, it didn't affect just people. I have a son with Down syndrome, okay. so he's 18 years old. So we only thought of that demographic. But once we opened our doors and people started finding out what we were about, we had people from all ages coming. And then we found out that there's a group that's forgotten about, and it's after transition. People in their 20s, after high school. Uh, if there's no outlet for college for them, they really didn't have an outlet besides a rec center, which is a great place for them, but you're limited with one outlet. So. Sure. We realized that we could be an outlet in so many facets to people of all ages. And uh, just knowing there's individuals at home that don't have that outlet that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, knowing that they can have a sense of purpose and accomplishment here, we open it up to all ages for awesome. that reason. So yes, it's not just and when you talk, So when you talk about outlet uh, and we hear Navarro Farm, like, what is that? What, what am I doing if I show up here? Oh. Uh, and I've got somebody I know that need, that wants that outlet. You know, tell me, what are they doing and tell me the story. Okay, so again, we did not have a plan initially. Uh, so let me start from the beginning because yeah, it kind of builds it all together. We initially ran across this property. I have a, an environmental firm right down the road called NES Environmental and we do asbestos lead demolition. We were looking to acquire property to help our expansion and the growth of our business already. We bought a building three years ago. We kept on expanding. We we're doing a lot of large demolition projects, but we didn't have a place to house all our equipment. So we were looking for a place to either purchase warehousing, which we couldn't find any nearby. Uh, but then we decided to buy maybe some farmland, pay lower in taxes, and then put some pole barns up and put our demo equipment in there. Well, we came across this piece of property and we were extremely blessed to do so. And our intent when we purchased the property uh, in October of 2020 <clears throat> was to put pole barns up and put our equipment in there and then rent the rest of the remainder of the land that was already a soybean and cornfield to the farmer that was cropping it. Well, much to our surprise when we were showing the property to a good friend of ours who is a chair of Special Olympics, she said, it's a shame you're gonna rent this to a farmer when we could be teaching our individuals with special needs or different abilities to how to farm. Well, we dismissed that and thought, eh, we don't know anything about farming. What are we going to do? Yeah. So every night before my wife and I go to bed, we pray, we recap the day, or we argue. Oh, we're trying to do all three. Yeah. No. So what was really funny, it kept on, we feel God kept on bringing this up to us. What, you know, uh, you know, farming for special needs, and we know nothing about it. We decided March of last year to pivot because we really felt God was planting a seed in our life, and it was important that we water it. So at that point in our life, we decided to change the whole purpose of this property and we started a farm for individuals with different abilities or special needs, whatever you want to call it. And it's been beyond our expectations of what we do. So to answer your question in regards to what can you expect when you come out here? Again, we didn't have this plan. 
but we did create a farmer program where individuals sign up during the summer months okay. and we have <clears throat> volunteers that come out and work with them. We have individuals that are well versed in the, the uh, field of agriculture and gardening and we go out there and we teach individuals how to garden and crop and maintain animals. We have goats, we have chickens, we have rabbits, we have bees, we have 30,000 bees. So all of this is really to teach individuals where our food comes from. We're teaching them healthy choices, healthy food, healthy life, and we're giving them a sense of purpose. Now, we never realized that planting seeds in people's lives and in the ground was gonna be so beneficial yeah, yeah. that we're all receiving a harvest. And I don't mean to get really scriptural on it, but it really is. We're planting seeds in people's lives and they have a sense of accomplishment and, uh, and just a sense of purpose that we never knew would actually flourish to this. But that's you know, awesome. That's really what you expect when you come out here. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, and I hope you didn't, wasn't too much of a spoiler alert. We're gonna have Katie, uh, my normal co-host, she's gonna do some behind the scenes. Oh. And so uh, I think she's got an interview coming up with your dog, uh, potentially. Oh <laughs> I think that's scheduled here uh, <laughs> for later okay. in the show. Uh, so tell us a little bit about when, uh, when individuals come here, what kind of stuff are they doing? So you talk about planting and harvesting and stuff. So what are some of the things that people Okay, do? so what we realized too is parents within, within a child with different abilities, uh, that they don't have much of an outlet, okay? So typically a child with special needs or different abilities, they don't get phone calls like other kids do or individuals. Sure. And say, hey, let's go to a football game. Let's go to the mall today. Let's go shopping. Hey, let's go to Culver's. That usually doesn't exist. You know, it's a very, it's a rarity and it's usually parents are uh, spearheading that or trying to make that happen. So uh, besides planting and harvesting and teaching them ag, we, uh, we have outlets in regards to events. We have events all the time. This weekend we're gonna have, uh, it's a professional wrestling team come out called NWA and they're gonna be on the patio with a wrestling ring interacting with our individuals and the community and having pro wrestling matches here on the farm. Uh, that's just one of the many things we do. We had a barbecue, uh, appreciation barbecue, and these are all inclusive events that we have. So we're creating an outlet for individuals uh, that normally isn't there, a place where the people could com come congregate, develop friendships, forge friendships that are hopefully everlasting. Uh, we have a lot of school districts come out here that interact with our individuals so that we teach them that it's not is as comfortable, uncomfortable as you think it is to interact with an individual that has different needs or different abilities. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been an eye-opener for many school districts. But right now, I have a list of 14 different school districts that are coming out and being part of the farm and a growth in what we have. And we encourage individuals that don't have different ability. You know, I mean, we all are different, right? So- well, Everybody knows I am. That's uh, for sure, and, uh, and anybody that knows me at least. So we're encouraging, you know, so we, had, we just had Sandberg soccer team come out. They did a fundraiser for us. They interacted with our individuals and it's such a blessing because they come and the, the individual that's used to not interacting with an individual with special needs because they've never been exposed to that, right? We're usually uncomfortable with what we don't know. Yep. So we're putting them in situations where they, they do become more comfortable and we educate them and just talk to them like a normal friend. And we see these friendships already forged and we see the individuals that were only supposed to be here a half hour end up staying multiple hours, just interacting with them. And so we, we have a lot of activities in that, in that That's form. Cool. So it's, it's exciting, it's fun, and uh, we're always doing something different. Yeah, yeah. So give me a sense then, uh, for the folks who usually watch our show, they're kind of near retirement age, maybe in retirement. Uh, are there ways that they can plug in and oh. help out around here? Or what's that look like? That is a great question. So we have uh, 
traction now. We have individuals that are retired and they're looking for a sense of purpose. They're looking for an outlet or looking for an area to give back. And luckily we're starting to get people that are aware of us, what we do and where we're at and our cause. And they're starting to come out. So there's volunteer opportunities out here. Now we encourage individuals or people that are near retirement or going uh, are retired to come out here. And uh, if you want a sense of purpose, you want a sense of uh, gratification of just spending time with someone. You, you have that here at the farm because there's nothing better than the audience that we have here. An audience that doesn't judge, isn't jealous. There's no envy, nothing. And there's just appreciation for someone to spend time with them. So, yeah. yeah, so we have opportunities there. You can go on our website, navarrofarm.org, and there's a volunteer form that you can fill out. And we love, we invite everyone to come out. Well, I know that it was fun for us. We were fortunate uh, as an office, we came out this summertime. Uh, which is when the first time I think I met you and we were able to come out and plant some corn and some sun I won't say sunflowers because they didn't actually grow it no, so <laughs> I won't, uh, I won't uh, maybe I won't list all the things we planted because I don't know how much of it, it came up or not but uh, but for us it was a blast and so tell us a little bit about what happens with the stuff that you're planting uh, you know uh -huh. the produce and, and that kind of stuff what happens with all that okay so that's a loaded question so we realize every time we get involved in something we're trying to find a purpose for it right whether it be their individuals that participate here or outlets that need it. So with our produce, we yield maybe a couple of thousand pounds of produce because we are the largest raised bed garden in the state of Illinois and I think multiple states around it. So raised bed, what does that mean? Raised bed is that it's not directly into the ground. It's a, it's a raised uh, bed out of wood. And so we have it to where it's ergonomically uh, feasible for individuals maybe that are up there in years or with disabilities that they can come up with a wheelchair and access, touch, feel, and smell what they're planting. They can directly interact with it, whereas conventional farming, it's harder to interact sure. with what you're planting. So we opted the route of raised beds. Uh, so with what we yield from our beds, we do multiple things. We have dirt to dish dinners here. So we're teaching individuals the importance of God's given us this stuff and the ground and it's healthy and there's a purpose why he's done that. Uh, to eat it, and we have two executive so, chefs that so come here. Dirt to so, dish. Yeah. So when I was here and we were planting, there were some grubs that were like this. Like, is that the dirt to dish? You That's not the dirt to dish. Okay. So, <laughs> no. So, so there's other stuff there. So you there's, got chefs that come out and help. We have to, chefs uh, that come it. out. You know, one is uh, Jay Ruff and Matt from Cultivate, uh, local business downtown, great restaurant. But uh, Jay Ruff is uh, very tied into our farm. He's a, a regenerative farmer as well. He owns Tiger Lily Farm and Adventure. And uh, he's really held our hand. You know, it's interesting where God's put a lot of great people in, in our past to help us hold our hand through this. Uh, that's why anyone out there who knows what they're doing, please come on out. We, we always need our hand held. We can always use help. But uh, he's an executive chef, has been for many years. And so he comes out here and teaches us all the great and creative things that we could be doing. And he works with our participants. We had a gala and he cooked for, um, 300 people and it was their individuals with special needs or different abilities working with him preparing all the food and it's just that sense of purpose and accomplishment and that life skill that's that it awesome. teaches people well so, speaking of life skills uh if i remember right some of the stuff that you grow you've got a farmer's market that oh. people can come out and buy stuff and, and how do the people that uh help to to support that so with what we grow, and I'm sorry, I got off track with what, what we yield is, we sell it. I thought you stayed on track so far. Oh, really I did. good, I man. So far, like this All is right, like, thanks, you're doing well. So uh, what, we, what we grow here, we do sell. 
And then we are a, a we are a 5013C. We're a non-for-profit organization. But what we do is we rely on what we grow and what we sell and donors to generate revenue. Um, we are also a non-for-profit that does not collect uh, any any donations or anything that comes in. Uh, staff does not get paid anything through that. They get paid through our company. So we want to make sure everyone's donations, it, it goes to the farmers and to the farm direct. Uh, but through that, that's why we sell our produce. We had a farmer's market. Unfortunately, we just stopped doing that this past Saturday. Uh, we do have pop-ups downstairs, but we'll sell our produce there. Okay. And then what produce we don't use, we realize that there's greater needs outside of just our farm and selling to raise money for the farm that food pantries. So we tied into three church food pantries and we tied into our local Frankfurt food pantry. And we want to be able to make sure that we're serving other people, not just ourselves yep. and the farm. So we found an outlet through that. Awesome. And so when uh, when people come in and they're trying to learn how to farm, uh, if I'm going to volunteer here, do I need to know how to farm? No, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Because quite, so. <laughs> quite honestly, me and my wife knew nothing of farming, and we just put this in God's hands, and He figures it out for us. So, uh, but we do have staff here now that will teach you how to farm. So. They will hold your hand as well, too. Awesome. Right. It, uh, and so the, give me a story, if you would, around how do you end up with the going from the environmental business into Navarro Farm? I know you mentioned your son. I mean, so yeah. you've got Carter's Place, some of that stuff. Tell us a little bit of the story around, you know, what's the passion behind huh. why this why this kind of a ministry? Oh, that's a, okay. So a loaded question again, and I hopefully I don't get too long-winded, but it really starts with my our family motto. And our family model is we want to be an example to our children, first and foremost, and then the community. And it's don't worry about what other people do, focus on what you could be doing. And that's what really drives us is to teach our children and to teach the people involved in our lives that if there is a need, fill the need. And there is a need we found out through, you know, people planting a seed in our life, again, back to that, that there's a need so desperately bad within this community. They need an outlet. Not only do they need an outlet, but they need housing. They need opportunities uh, for, you know, just other opportunities. And we can be a catalyst to create that. Then we're doing what we feel needs to be done. Awesome. So we're being an example, more importantly, that let's not worry about what's going on. Let's focus on what we could change. You know, what we could do for the better of people. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, well, thank you. You know, no, this is, uh, and for those that uh, you can't see a camera angle, we're in, is this the newest? oldest horse barn am i i don't I remember know. that I don't right? like it was like the oldest horse barn you're gonna tear it down and then you said no we gotta not tear it down yes yeah, so we were so this this barn itself was hit by a tornado a week before we took possession of the property so what occupied this upstairs where we're at right now were 20 raccoons that were pretty aggressive and uh they didn't want us to come up here but the, we were gonna knock down the barn because i didn't know anything about a barn which, we didn't, which i gotta stop you one second are those some of the previous Those amendments? are two. Okay, those so, are two. so sitting over on, on <laughs> off camera, uh, there's a couple of uh, taxidermy raccoons that are uh, kind of posed in a funny spot. So that's pretty cool. So go ahead, you're gonna knock it down. So we were gonna knock it down because uh, again, it was horse stalls, it was dilapidated. Uh, and then we had another farmer that we work with, again, God putting people in our lives, which is awesome. Um, he said, you know what? I have a barn in Wisconsin. I could save this barn for you. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> So we got some tractors out here and we pulled it kind of upright, redid the footings and uh, it became a, a passion of love, you know, and then we made this a beautiful facility where we host dirt to dish dinners 
and events and, and uh, we were able to use this as our centerpiece of the farm. So we're blessed to have it. Yeah, it's outstanding. And so if you're ever uh, wanting to take your kids somewhere and show them where the tallest point in Will County is, oh, uh, you are this correct. is like the place, right? So like all kinds of reasons to stop by here at Navarro Farm. Yes. Uh, yeah, so thank, thank you for letting us uh, be here for hosting us today. Uh, look uh, for next episodes coming up. We'll be at uh, Orange Theory Fitness. We'll be out at uh, Smith Crossing. And look for Katie. I think she's got an interview I said with a dog coming up. Uh, until we talk to you guys again, we hope to help you live your uh, life with confidence. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Be well. Thank you.